0: Your Locked On Hurricanes.
1: Your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Good afternoon, everyone. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked on Hurricanes on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore hurricanes. Find us on Facebook at Locked on Hurricanes podcast. And if you wish, you can follow my own personal Twitter account at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And today's episode will be the Hurricanes prospect special that I did with Locked On Kings host and Locked On NHL host Sarah Avampato. We had a great time discussing all things Carolina Hurricanes prospect related. Uh, We also discussed a little bit of the NHL season as well um, because this was recorded just before the NHL season kicked off. Um, So we talked a little bit about the Hurricanes and Kings as well as well as some other fun stuff around the hockey world, our pregame uh, playlist um, and stuff like that. So let's get you guys rolling on that. But before you get rolling on that, we got to get your car rolling too. So you know what time it is. It is time to talk about the wonderful folks over at rockauto.com. So with the ever-increasing numbers of car makes and models um it's now impossible to stock up on all the parts you will need in a traditional chain uh so why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating uh questions of what you need for your car and if they'll even have it or even know what you're talking about um so the folks over at rockauto.com will have you covered um and RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers for over 20 years online. So go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto auto and body parts uh, from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control models modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, folks. Whether it's your classic or daily driver get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same For professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for these same parts? So go on over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the car parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com So now guys... I want to remind you about our brand new podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Today. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today, wherever you get your podcasts. And now, guys, it is time to get right on into the Prospect Special with Sarah Avampado. I hope you guys enjoy it. I had a blast recording it with her. Enjoy. And what is up, guys? Today, I am joined by Locked On LA Kings host, uh, Chicago Wolves reporter for SB Nation's Cane Country, and a whole bunch of other stuff a woman that wears many hats Sarah Avampato how are you doing today Sarah
1: oh uh, not so bad I'm excited for uh for for hockey to be back and to watch at least one of my teams be miserable
0: <laughs> yeah well how's that we'll talk about that later um so first off obviously you do cover the wolves for Kane's country and obviously COVID has through a wrench in many sports playing, not just hockey, basketball, football, everything. Um, and I saw where the AHL did their realignment for this season. And it, it raised my eyebrow to say the least. Um, they went with five divisions. Um, I obviously understand like the Canadian division, you know, because of travel restrictions, that makes sense, but five divisions. Um, what were your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it's gonna be. I feel like no one actually has any idea what's going to happen once the regular season ends. Um, I, obviously, like there was really no other way to do it, and trying to combine the U.S. into three divisions, I think, just wasn't going to work, just because of, you know, how expensive it is for some of these teams to travel, and how you know, money is going to be extra tight this year. So it's not like the NHL where they can just be like traveling all over the place they really do need to keep it as kind of a, a bus league still so I, I get why they had to do four in the U.S. still but no, the fact that we don't even have an AHL schedule yet let alone any idea what the playoffs are going to look like uh it's going to make it very interesting at the end of the season also the fact that we don't know how many games are going to be played even uh each division is essentially going to be playing a different amount of games probably uh The Pacific Division, which usually plays the least games, may end up playing the most this year just because they're all very much within driving distance of each other. And uh, they're already used to kind of playing a weird number of games. Uh, The Canada Division and that weird Atlantic Division that has like four teams in it. That's going to be strange. Uh, We just have no idea what's going to happen. And uh, we're going to have to care a lot more about points percentage than wins and losses this year.
0: Yeah. um, And another weird thing um, for this season um, was how the Hurricanes and the Predators have made an agreement for this season on sharing the Chicago Wolves Um, I've looked into it I haven't seen any details on how that really came about I know some AHL teams aren't participating this year so I figured that obviously played a part in this Um, but have you heard anything on your end about how that is going to work how it came about whatever
1: Uh, Yeah, so that that situation is the Milwaukee Admirals decided not to play this year because of financial considerations and uh, I haven't heard anything formal but my guess is that just the ownership of those two teams and the front offices of those teams know each other very well like Milwaukee's an hour ish drive from Chicago so uh, they're very frequent opponents Uh, they've had a long standing relationship just as rival teams um some of those guys on the admirals admirals may even already kind of have ho- have homes in not the chicago area but at least you know the midwest of their used to the area so my guess is really it was just convenience uh, more than anything else and uh, in terms of teams that are close-ish to nashville uh, there aren't really too many others that i think would be uh closer to nashville and being right by o'hare it'll be easy to get guys in and out uh if they do get recalled or anything but uh Yeah, I think it was just really born out of the fact that those two teams, the organizations know each other really well, uh, and it just ended up being uh, a good, a good, a good thing for everything, for everyone. Uh, Also to make sure that both rosters are full, that the roster is full for the Wolves. Um, Now they don't have to go out and try to find, you know, some ECHL players or sign some guys to deals. Now they've just got a whole bunch of players.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the ECHL and obviously teams in the AHL opting out this year. Um, Now, the Hurricanes' former AHL affiliate, the Charlotte Checkers, um, they opted out of the season. They're obviously the new AHL affiliate for the Florida Panthers. Um, But on the ECHL level, the Greenville Swamp Rabbits, they moved with the Checkers. They did not stay um, in the Hurricanes' Organization and as of right now, the Hurricanes do not have a ECHL affiliate. um Has there been any word on the Wolves? You know, helping bring somebody in or any teams that you think could be the potential suitor for the Hurricanes?
1: There has not. Uh, there hasn't been a single peep about it, which has been interesting. Although, uh, yeah, I know yeah, the Wolves also don't have ECHL affiliate because they were. Uh, formerly affiliated with uh, Fort Wayne who moved their affiliation with Vegas. Uh, And I think Fort Wayne was more than happy to do that. They don't particularly like working with the Wolves because the Wolves never really send them that many players anyway. Uh, So I think from Fort Wayne's perspective, they're excited about this. Uh, But no word on on a formal or even informal relationship for the Wolves. And I think it may just be that players get loaned out to wherever a team needs them. Um, It might just be, you know, um, Wheeling is like we need another guy on defense, and the Wolves are like, well, we have someone who hasn't played. Uh, they're going to have to figure something out, though, because with the amount of guys sent from Nashville and Carolina, they've got too many people now, uh, mm-hmm. in addition to the guys on AHL deals. So, you know, at least three, four guys are going to have to go somewhere else. Uh, and uh, there's no, no word yet at all as to where they're going to go.
0: You mentioned um, they're. Kind of bad relationship with Fort Wayne. Do you think that will hurt them in the long run of trying to find someone to do business with, whether it's a formal agreement or informal?
1: Um, not necessarily. I think there's enough other ECHL teams, kind of in the midwesty sort of region, uh, that are close enough by that they could send players and not have to worry about the distance of a recall. Um, you know, I think if push comes to, sho- to shove, if Fort Wayne is like we need a goalie and Chicago is the only person around who has three goalies sitting around, they're going to make it work. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was just from a formal everyday kind of relationship. Uh, Fort Wayne always wanted, it was never quite as reciprocal as Fort Wayne wanted. And uh, I guess they're hoping for better now with, uh, with Vegas, but yeah, it's I'm really curious to see where some of these guys goes. Cause there's, there's no taxi squad for the AHL. Like they've just got to mm-hmm. make their rosters work.
0: Yeah. Um, and oh I totally forgot how to speak there for a second. I'm sorry. Um now you mentioned we've obviously talked about COVID throwing a wrench in this season's AHL s- season, postseason, everything. Um, and this doesn't just necessarily go for the hurricane system, it kind of goes for the Kings. And- Predators, everyone, because this season is so different and you have so many new guys coming in, um, how do you feel this can affect their progression um, with everything being so weird this year?
1: I, I think, I feel like there's kind of like two different tiers of the way guys are going to be affected. And I think for some of these young guys who we're going to talk about, I know a little bit later, but players like Ryan Suzuki, Seth Jarvis, who wouldn't be playing professional right now because normally they'd be in the OHL, it might actually be really good for them to get this exposure to uh, playing with an AHL team, even if, even if they don't actually get into a game because the OHL season start back up or something. I think for those guys, it would be really good to get that time spent with a pro team, learning what it's like to live a life of a professional hockey player, not just a juniors guy. Uh, so I think for them, this season may actually be really, important for them in growing their game, maybe a little quicker uh, than usual. I think where it's really gonna kind of squeeze guys is that in-between sort of stage of guys who are like almost good enough for the NHL, but not really, haven't really broken through yet. I think a lot of teams are gonna be reluctant to recall guys unless they really have to because of the whole quarantine thing, especially you know, coming from Chicago to uh, Carolina, North Carolina, they're gonna have to sit through some sort of protocol before they can start playing. Uh, so I think there are a lot of guys, guys who may not get NHL experience this year who otherwise probably would have at least gotten a couple games. Uh, and I think that just just having a shortened season is gonna do a lot to kind of slow the progression or slow the, the progress of uh, guys kind of upping their games and getting a little bit better just because there's just not enough time. and uh, it's gonna be, Yeah, it's, I think, I feel like for everyone, even looking at the NHL, this is kind of a little bit of a lost season for guys. Like, no one's really going to be on a good timetable for being like, ah, yeah, this guy's going to be at the NHL before the end of the year. Like, we have no idea now.
0: Right, right. Um, And, you know, you've mentioned guys like Ryan Suzuki and Seth Jarvis, their most recent pick. Um, So the Hurricanes have drafted really, really well in recent years. Um, Out of some of these guys that they've drafted who do you feel has the brightest future because you're the one who is really down there in the trenches looking at these guys
1: um i am really excited about nicks or about ryan suzuki this that's why i'm excited about him because i know i know how his brother nick suzuki plays and nick suzuki wow nick suzuki also played on the wolves for one game a little bit of time with them uh after his ohl season ended and uh Ryan is also a really good player and I'm excited to get to see him. I think that he has a pretty bright future as a very creative player, uh, someone who can really make things happen. Uh, the list of guys who are coming, like returning players from the checkers, uh, there's not, there aren't really a whole ton that I feel like are going to have that sort of like elite player potential. Cause I think that a lot of the Hurricanes really good players are already in the NHL or they are still kind of in juniors they're not really ready yet to make the jump to uh, to pro hockey but I'm excited to see Ryan Suzuki I think that um, Seth Jarvis of course was a great pick everyone's really excited about him. Uh, Noel Gundler who is still in Sweden he was just drafted this past year uh, he's been looking really good in SHL, looked good in world Juniors and as someone who plays a really good game he just kind of needs the consistency and right now you know he's a teenager like of course he's going to be Kind of a mess sometimes, but he's mm. a really good shot. Uh, so I think that he's going to be someone to watch as uh, as he gets older. He could be someone who the Hurricanes really got a good steal uh, on from this year's uh, the past draft.
0: Yeah, uh, you mentioned Ryan Suzuki. I remember uh, when the initial bubble roster got released, he was on there. Obviously, you know he came off. I forget who they put in his place. I think it was Clark Bishop. I think, but it's obviously been several, several months now. Um, now we're obviously talking about guys, you know, that have been in the AHL for a long time. Um, Alex Nadalkovich, he was, he's been in the hurricane system for about seven years now, you know, between Charlotte and now Chicago. Um, he was recently placed on waivers. He cleared waivers, um, thankfully, and now he's on the Hurricanes taxi squad. Um, But with him being put on waivers, do you think that may start to signal the end for him in the Hurricanes organization?
1: You know, unfortunately, I do kind of get the feeling that they might be ready to move past him, which is disappointing because he has been so good at the AHL level. And I really thought that he, you know, would would be able to, if not be the goalie of the future for the Hurricanes, at least who could be you know, solid backup or you know split time with another guy, but he just has not really had uh, the, the chance to catch on at the NHL level and hasn't really been super impressive um, in, in the time that he's been up there. Uh, the fact that he didn't get claimed is interesting. I do think the Hurricanes put him on waivers at a really good time because had they done it a couple of days later, um, like the, the whole goalie carousel has just been, goalies are getting claimed left and right. And I, I feel like had they waited, Maybe he would have gotten claimed by a team who needs a veteran, uh, an experienced guy to back up. But the fact that he's even just on the taxi squad and isn't going to be getting regular games is, uh, you know, probably another, you know, it's a good sign that they at least think that, okay, in a pinch, if they need a goalie, like he can do it. But um, I think the fact that they haven't really even made any move to get him more NHL playing time, I think kind of says, you know, kind of says enough about it, but I also don't know that they have anyone else in the system at the moment who could kind of step up and play that role. So maybe he impresses, maybe he does a really good job in one in one NHL game and gets, you know, another chance, but I, I kind of feel like they have waited and waited and he hasn't made that jump. So it might be it for him.
0: Yeah. Um, Cause like I said, he's been in the system for seven years. He was not drafted by Waddell, Brendan Moore, Dundon. He is, was not drafted by that regime and they also claimed uh or reclaimed i guess anton forsberg again uh because they had him last season let him go and now he's back um so i feel they claimed him as an insurance policy in case nadelkovich did get claimed um but i do definitely agree with you i do feel the end is near for him um Because, again, he has not impressed at the NHL level when he has actually gotten time. Um, He looks very out of his element. Um, You know, yeah, the AHL is one step below the NHL, but damn, is it a big, big step. Um, I mean, he's only 24, 25 years old, so he's still a young guy. Um, There's still plenty of time left for him. Um, But I'm starting to think, you know, if he – does get a chance this year and isn't able to produce it, wouldn't be su- surprising at all if we see him somewhere new.
1: Yeah. And I mean there, there's something to be said for you know, I, I think of a guy like Mike McKenna who got, you know, who, who played in his share of games in the NHL, but who really was best known for being an AHL goalie and for really, you know, by the end of his career was a you know respected veteran, and you know, everyone kind of wanted him on their team because he was such a great mentor towards younger goalies and know i i've only talked to alex alex wow i can usually say his name alex nadelkovich once and it was after they won the calder cup um so i I don't really know him very well but you know if that's if that's a role he can accept if that's a role that he you know kind of comes to peace with the fact that maybe he isn't going to get a shot at the nhl like he could carve out a very good long career as a minor league goalie who gets to be that third goalie for an nhl team but you know that'll have a lot to do with you know what his mindset is coming into whatever this season looks like and what he wants to do next. But yeah, it's disappointing because I, he was amazing the year they won the Calder, and I, I watched him and I you know from from a Wolves coverage perspective, I was like, there's no way the Wolves are beating this kid. Like he was fantastic. So you know, I, I hope that w- whatever comes next for him, he can just you know be happy. I guess.
0: Yeah, um, and. Speaking of being happy, uh, moving away from the AHL for a little bit, um, the Hurricanes had their season opener uh, the other night against Detroit. Um, And once again, you mentioned beating people. um, And Dougie Hamilton beat somebody's ass. Uh, What were your thoughts on that? I've enjoyed posting the memes about it. But what do you think? Because Dougie is not known for being a fighter
1: love that everyone was just like it was like a record screech like how did I get here like everyone was like what's happening I hope that he just like I don't know was he like channeling Justin Williams in that fight from like the first game of the playoffs or whatever or the, the bubble like just what what made you so mad Dougie like it was just so and I feel like whoever he fought wasn't someone who is usually in those situations either I think
0: i don't remember who he fought um, off the top of my head um, i mean nobody outside of the red wings guys really knows who's on that team aside from dylan larkin because it is detroit um but from what it was it was a pretty much a cheap shot on jordan Stahl. um and he stuck up for him but yeah i just want to get your thoughts on that because oh man that was funny um it
1: was, uh, sam ganye yeah was, like he doesn't fight people he's just a, a guy like, also I didn't know he was on Detroit. So there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and you mentioned at the top of the show, um, you know, being excited about hockey being back. Um, what are some of the things you're most excited about for this season? Yeah.
1: You know, I think that there's a bunch of young guys who have made the leap this year to the NHL, like not even, you know, even past Alexei Lafreniere, like we're going to get to see him with the Rangers. I willingly watched a Senator's game just to watch Tim Stutzla and see, you know, what he did, you know, it, it's his first game. So of course he didn't do a whole bunch, but I, I actually watched a Senators game just to watch him. So I think we're gonna have a lot of interesting young talent um, who, who is, you know, going to make their mark on, on this league. And uh, I already saw against the Kings, uh, Kirill Kaprizov on the wild, uh, got his first goal against them. And he's someone who I think is going to be a future star in this league. He looked right at home in his first game. So uh, he's going to victimize the Kings for eight games this season, I guess. But, uh, you know, I think that there's just a bunch of fun, young talent that is coming into the league this year that will make will keep things interesting, especially on teams that have been sort of lacking in, in that kind of spark. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that because everything else about the season is going to be weird. So we might get to see guys shine who wouldn't have maybe gotten much of an opportunity otherwise.
0: Yeah, um, you mentioned uh fun, young talent coming into the league. Um, And we've obviously been talking about AHL guys. Um, I forgot to ask you this earlier. um, Out of some of the Hurricanes' recent draft picks, who do you feel is going to make that jump to the NHL first? Um, Obviously, this season is kind of a wash when it comes to that, but who do you feel stands the best chance?
1: Uh, So there's two guys that I can think of, uh, and one was actually just assigned to the Wolves, and that's Dominic Bach. Who was actually drafted by the blues and then came over in that Justin Falk trade. Uh, He's 20 years old so he's already you know been playing against men in the SHL. Uh, He's an interesting prospect because he did really well at the juniors level and then uh, he played in Germany, he did really well there Uh, and then coming to the SHL his performance kind of dropped off a little bit but I think that he already you know being a little bit older kind of has a little bit more of the advantage and I know they wanted to get him over to the U.S. this year used to the North American game, the smaller ice and everything. So I think that he automatically is going to step into kind of a first line role for the Wolves and we're going to get to see uh, see what he looks like. So I could see him getting some time in the NHL and then I really do think that, you know, Ryan Suzuki is someone who it's going to take him a little seasoning essentially to to get used yeah. to this game, but he just has such a fun exciting game that I could see him kind of following the path of his brother of Playing a little bit in the in the AHL, and then everyone being like, "This kid needs to be playing in the NHL." So I would keep an eye on him too.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree there. I'm honestly surprised Bach hasn't made mm-hmm. the jump already, or at least for a couple games here and there. Um, so you mentioned mm-hmm. um, the Kings uh, a little bit ago um, against the Wild. Which, by the way, with the Wild, did you ask that question that I uh, asked I on Twitter?
1: I did indeed. <laughs> okay,
0: what'd they say? Cause I haven't listened to that yet.
1: Um, I mean, she, she enjoyed the pun first off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, mean,
1: I think for the, for the wild, like a, also, much like Detroit, no one really knows who's on the wild. I was definitely surprised when I, when I watched them, uh, but you know, her kind of perspective was um, that the wild do have a lot of interesting new faces and that that could make things really exciting for them, but uh, really, really quality pun.
0: Okay, uh, I, I like how my wild jersey is already outdated too. Um, it's a signed Eric Stahl jersey, so I mean, it's already done for. Um, but again, like I said, you mentioned the Kings earlier. Um, what do you think it'll take for the Kings to be somewhat competitive in this new division for them?
1: Um, I think that, I mean, first off, I I disagree with the people who are like, they're going to be last in the league or next to last in the league. Yeah, I I, I disagree with that too. um, Do I think they're going to make the playoffs? No, but I think that they could be one of those teams that's like, you know, if a couple more games went their way, maybe. Um, I I think that for them, especially after seeing the first game of the season, uh, the thing that really is they're going to need to do is be consistent. Uh, They played a good 40 minutes in their first game and then a really bad 24 minutes afterwards and gave up a 3-1 lead. Uh, so and it was a problem they had last year, too, of just not playing the whole game. So I think that they really need to work on that, on, on locking it down once they do get a lead. Uh, and they got better at that last year as the year went on. So I have hope. Uh, and they really need you know, not only their veterans to contribute. Uh, Jeff Carter not only has magnificent flow this year, but also scored a goal, set up another goal in his first game, and is looking like the Jeff Carter of years past. So that's really important. And they need those young guys on sort of their middle six to really start stepping it up and uh, earning a spot on this team for the future. Because I, I, much like you know, how you mentioned that Nadelkovich wasn't brought in by this current group of, of leadership in, in the Hurricanes, um, Rob Blake and Todd McClellan and all of them have like no sentimentality towards All the same guys that Dean Lombardi would have been like, I need to keep you forever, my son, I drafted you. Uh, if they think you're not performing, like you're, you're gone, you're done. So I, I think that, you know, they, these these middle six kind of mid-career-ish younger guys know that they need to start producing. So I think that, yeah, it's that consistency the whole game and just getting the guys to actually step it up and not put everything on poor Andre Kopitar's shoulders.
0: Yeah, I agree there. Um, now, a big thing uh, for me, at least, you know, heading into the game um yeah i want to listen to like a really good playlist like really get me hype um for the game especially now since we can't be tailgating like we normally would at hurricanes games i don't know if y'all do that. well you're in chicago not la but i don't know if that's a thing for you um <laughs> but
1: and i wish there was tailgating in la that'd be awesome i really just need to come to to, to carolina and, and tailgate a game there
0: yeah east lot we got you um <laughs> I know uh, side note, um, we obviously are all familiar with Jillian Fisher. Um, whenever she came, um, I mean, obviously already knew about it, uh, but when she came, she got introduced to the community Jaeger bottle. Um, uh, it's literally just like one of the giant bottles of Jaeger that we all just would chug from. Um, obviously I don't think we may be doing that anymore, but um I remember one for Whalers night last year, we were playing the Kings. Uh, we had uh new Amsterdam vodka out there. They brought a bunch of bottles of pink Whitney and obviously a uh, regular vodka as well. And then R and D brewing uh, who makes the hurricanes beer who, by the way, the hurricanes are the only team in the NHL with their own beer, casual <laughs> flex. Um, but they were out there. They brought a bunch of beer. So that was a, Fun tailgate uh, and me and my girlfriend we made it to the finals of the beer pong tournament but then lost but anywho back on track um what is your uh 20 2020 2021 season playlist looking like Sarah?
1: you know unfortunately the stupid sea shanty viral tiktok nonsense oh yes to me. I, I, I love them necessarily my like game playlist but you listen to one it just gets stuck in your head Uh, so i certainly have like five stupid sea shanty playlists saved on spotify that (laughs) i've been listening to uh way too much my current album though that's in regular rotation is the mountain goat's latest album getting into knives uh which is again not necessarily a pump up hockey game uh, uh album but basically lives in my car on repeat all the time so sea shanties and like weird indie rock dudes
0: yeah uh, i would got my playlist made up on spotify like uh, so far it just has 10 songs and it's all over the place um so starting off you got uh breaking the mirror by fit for a king um and then you have i just realized what i don't have on here but anywho, uh, then you have Fury of the Storm by Dragon Forest, yeah, because storm hurricanes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, then you have Kiss Kiss by Machine Gun Kelly, who, by the way, that newest album was fire. Um, and then you have Any Man of Mine by Shania Twain, amazing, absolute banger of an album. I have the entire album, uh, The Woman and Me on vinyl, and nice. I Oh yeah, I love it. Then you have uh, "Blessed Be" by Spirit Box, um, "Ooh La La" by Run the Jewels, nice. another absolute amazing album. "Dance Macabre" by Ghost, "Cold Gin" by Kiss, uh, "Locked On Avalanche" can suck it. Kiss is awesome. <laughs> uh, Animals by Architects, and then the. Creme de la creme of my uh, playlist for this season is the classic, one of the greatest songs from this company of all time, "Let It Go." Nice, nice. Yeah.
1: Yes, is the kind of playlist that the person runs through a wall too. <laughs> Just. Yes,
0: I know. And of course, more will be added as the season goes on. But I realized I did not have "Rocky Like a Hurricane" or "Raise Up" on there
1: you know that's version two of the of the sound
0: yeah. it was on last year's that i talked about with jason uh from locked on ducks it was on there just you know, like not on this one put
1: together a legit soundtrack uh, playlist I might have to think about that this weekend
0: locked on uh <laughs> nhl playlist i like it i like it uh it <laughs> <laughs> okay i do have a question uh, one last question for you um i tweeted it out um the other day um there was obviously the conversation that we had between hosts about milk (laughs) what did you feel about our boss Sean calling milk cow juice
1: I mean it's horrifying (laughs) I I already don't like milk that much and so thinking of it as cow juice really makes me not want to never have milk again so Sean just ruins so many things (laughs)
0: Honestly, I want to go to Canada.
1: That horrible baby mascot thing from oh, Sacramento Kings or whatever. or who I think, it's, no, it's whoever has that stupid baby. Um, Sean, if you're listening, why? Why?
0: I want to go to Canada just to see a milk bag and slap it. <laughs> you know, like how you do when you go into like Lowe's when like, you're a little kid and there's like the bags of mulch, yeah. just yeah. smack it. I want to do that with a bag of milk.
1: Every time I'm in Canada, I will take a picture of the stupid milk bags and send them to all my Canadian friends and be like, "What's wrong with you people?"
0: I've never seen one. Like I saw it, I forget where it was, but then like, I saw. It, I'm like, "Is this real?" And then like a, it is real. So uh, I'm just so confused by it.
1: It's so weird.
0: Cow juice. And like they're like, "Oh, it saves room." Then put in it in a pitcher.
1: Right? right like, really? just defeated the purpose
0: yeah exactly um and one other thing uh we're talking about food um i have a pork shoulder ready to go for tomorrow um now what is your like go-to like game day food
1: Um, obviously i know
0: it's not hurricanes game day tomorrow but i mean this thing takes like 11 hours to cook so
1: usually it's pizza which is really basic but uh, especially if it's like a stressful game i will just stress eat some pizza and you know have a nice big cider and wait for the kings to lose at the end of a game comfort pizza
0: yeah i hear that pizza is always a game day perfection uh food there um but yeah i have my pork shoulder ready to go for tomorrow i gotta get up at like five o'clock to start cooking it but nice. <laughs> that's the that's the one uh small price you have to pay for barbecue
1: Delicious. I'm really looking forward to the day where like we're all allowed to go places again because I am fully intent on bringing as many lockdown hosts to North Carolina as possible because so many of them have not experienced North Carolina barbecue. Like I have a favorite North Carolina barbecue place that's like a hole in the wall that looks like it hasn't been updated since the '70s. Like which one is it? Um, I don't remember because it's uh, I think it was like Allen and Allen something. It's like literally just this weird. um It's more toward well there used to be one more towards chapel hill and then it closed and then there's another one somewhere totally random it's it's one off one of those like route something something um
0: see well you're in western north carolina barbecue that's the wrong kind you need eastern kind uh (laughs) but anywho um yeah uh i'd definitely say pizza's up there for me um barbecue obviously you know feeding into the southern stereotype there um yeah, There's just so many good things. Um, Bojangles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely Bojangles. Um, well, Sarah, um, thank you for coming on and giving the folks who may not know a whole lot about the Canes prospects, you know, some insight on them. Um, tell everyone where they can find you on the socials.
1: Sure. So I'm on Twitter at uh, right said Sarah. That's W-R-I-T-E said Sarah with an H. Locked on Kings, if you feel like caring about them for a little bit, is at Locked on LA Kings on Twitter. Locked on NHL, I host Mondays and Wednesdays of that show. So at Locked on NHL Pods on Twitter, both, of course, available wherever podcasts are found. And then my Chicago Wolves coverage is going to be at Kane's Country, which is the uh Carolina Hurricanes blog. So you can find me many, many places on the internet.
0: Yes, I know. And then I remember you tweeted it out a little bit... Was it earlier today or yesterday? Um, you also have your LA Kings newsletter, um, and what was the name of that for the people that may be interested?
1: It's called Line to the Throne. Uh, it is my pinned tweet on Twitter, so you can find it there or Line to the Throne. Substack. Um, I'll be doing kind of post game thoughts and uh, weird whatever weird things come to mind as long as jeff carter has long hair i'll be talking about that probably all the time uh so you know your serious and irreverent takes on whatever the kings are doing
0: all right sounds good sarah i know you are obviously a busy woman you have many hats that you wear so i will let you get back into writing whatever article it is you're writing next and i just picked up the new star wars book so i will start reading that good plan (laughs) all right and i will talk to you later sarah Peace. See ya. <laughs> All right, folks, I really hope you enjoyed that prospect special I did with Sarah Avampato. I had a blast doing it. A um, whole bunch of stuff in there that you would absolutely love. Um, and I also got something else you guys will absolutely love. It is, of course, uh, football season. We're leading up to the Super Bowl. Um, and it's also hockey season, too whole bunch of stuff going on and there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust and that is betonline.ag sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50 percent welcome bonus Again, like I mentioned, Super Bowl is coming up. It'll be here before we know it as Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, is taking on the defending champion uh, Patrick Mahomes as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Kansas City Chiefs battle it out. Um, I can't wait for the game. I know you guys are the same way. And, of course, we also have the Carolina Hurricanes um, fixing to get back at it um, after their COVID break. Um, So a whole bunch of stuff going on there. They're fixing to take on the Tampa Bay lightning tomorrow. So it's, Deal a little bit of time to put in some bets on that. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert, and don't forget to visit our good friends and exclusive partner at Bet underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business sign up for a free account and use the promo code locked on for your sign up bonus. And I also want to tell you guys about the greatest um fitness bar in the absolute world and that is of course Built Bar guys. Um you guys already know all about Built Bar. You absolutely love them cuz I do too and Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar has 18 delicious flavors. My personal favorites are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, um, and peanut butter uh, brownie. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. Built bars are healthy and they're great for the health conscious individual. They are great to help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in an absolutely delicious treat. Built bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, and they're also great for keto diets. And right now, whenever you go over to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on you'll get 20% off your next order and when you use that promo code of locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com and just before we go I do want to remind you guys about another new show on the Locked On Podcast Network, and that is Locked On Bets. 2020 is mercifully over, and it's time to start fresh um, when a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long, so subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast, which I'm assuming is where you got this one as well. <laughs> uh, but anyway, guys, that does it for today's episode. I really enjoyed it. Um, I hope you did as well. Um, and in the next episode, we will be previewing um, the Her- Carolina Hurricanes return to the ice as they take on the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow at home in Raleigh. Cannot wait for that. Um, and we'll also be discussing any other Carolina Hurricanes or North Carolina Hockey News. So make sure you follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes. Like us on Facebook at Locked On Hurricanes Podcast. And if you wish, follow my own personal Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And with that, that's it for the episode. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace.